0: Welcome back to the Bill for Playmakers podcast. I'm your host, Kelvin Hunt, editor of ChopChat.com. Thanks to you guys for uh, supporting the podcast. Um, Really appreciate it. Uh, You guys have uh, supported uh, so well that I already have a sponsor. So I want to go ahead and and get that ad read out of the way so we can get down to the nitty gritty. Um, But we're back better than ever. All eyes on the gridiron as teams are back on the start to another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So if you guys want to make some money, pretty much all you have to do is fade Florida State right now. I mean, it's it's just how it's looking. Uh, head over to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo NFL100. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So there you have it. Um but back to FSU football. Uh that's what we're here to talk about. And I uh, really pre appreciate all of the um online back and forth after the game. Um and not only that, you know, everybody was, you know, with all things considered, you know, how how things go emotionally after losses like that, you know, everybody pretty much had sensible takes for the most part. And I um, always appreciate that uh, on a respectful level. But I had a few listener questions that I wanted to go ahead and get into. Um, thank you guys so much for submitting those. Um, it's always um, interesting to, to hear your thoughts. But um, I'll start with Brianna from Twitter. She asked, what is Norville going to have to do to win faith back in him? Uh, moving forward and you know basically you know we're going to need to see improvement on in all three phases and they're going to have to win win a game you know I think you know he's got to win if he won if he won against Louisville coming up this week you know I think you know that could you could say okay we we've got to win you know it's it's onward and upward from here you know but you know as long as they continue to lose especially in the fashion of to lose They're losing. Um, You know, I just don't see any way that they're going to turn this thing around. Um, You know, so winning and and showing improvement on the field is is going to be the way to go. I mean, I I wish I had more, more to kind of give you on that one, but I mean, that's really the gist of it. Um, No Mafia asks, have we had a game under 400 yards from opposing offenses? Um, And that kind of goes back to where I was talking about Adam Fuller catching a lot of heat. Um, opposed to the offense, um, and yes, Jacksonville State um, had three hundred and fifty yards total, um, and fifty-nine of those yards came on the last play. And yes, that is an indefensible call by Adam Fuller um, to not be in prevent. But you know, like I said, scoring seventeen points against Jacksonville State should be a fireball offense. Also, they should have never you know been in that predicament. Um, you know, so. Yes, they have held uh, a team under 400 yards. And, you know, I don't know. I think some people kind of think, and this is not directly to you, uh, no no mafia, but, you know, the days of just holding people, you know, to 300 yards, total yards, you know, those days are kind of over. I mean, even you see, um, you know, good defensive coordinators getting torched out there um, left and right against, you know, not so good offenses. I mean, Ohio State gave up 20-some points to Toledo yesterday. Um, you know, so, um, but to answer the question, yes, they have held someone under 400 yards. Um, Redland, Redlands Noel asked, um, we've been playing catch up, um, because of the defense. Um, that's somewhat true. Um, you know, against Notre Dame, uh, you know, FSU's defense did give up the, uh, blown coverage touchdown on their first possession. Um, but after that, you know, it was, um, Punt, punt, turnover on downs, punt, and then a field goal um, by the FSU defense against Notre Dame. Um, and then, you know, you come out um, in the second half, FSU turns the ball over, touchdown Notre Dame. There you go. So there's opp- there's been opportunities, you know, for the offense to to help the defense out. You know, that just that just hasn't happened. You know, yesterday against Wake Forest, you know, first possession, FSU defense forces a turnover. Two plays later, offense gives the ball right back. And then Wake Forest scores a, a touchdown. You know, so, I mean, and I'll get into this a little later on as far as, like, just the mentality. I can give you some of my experience as far as, you know, being a college athlete and and kind of being in in a similar situation, albeit a different sport, but it's still kind of the same kind of psychology mentality. Um, we'll, we'll get into that in, in a little bit. Um, but I want to go ahead and get um, through a couple more questions. So Noah's one asks, do I think it's play calling for Fuller or does he have better players? If Mike Novell had his Memphis players, would the offense be better? I do think it's true that the defense has better players overall. I mean, you have more talent on the defensive line. The defensive line has actually been playing pretty well, um, especially compared to um, last year. Obviously the linebackers are, are, are not very good and you have, you know, highly rated guys in the secondary, but for whatever reason, they're, you know, they're just, they're just getting torched out there. Um, you know, so, if Mike Norvell had his players from Memphis, would the offense be better? Um, I would. I would think so. I mean, those guys put up ridiculous numbers, um, averaged over forty points per game um, in two thousand nineteen before you know he left. But at the same time, it is a different level of competition, um, week in and week out. Um, but I, I think overall, yeah, you would have to have an improvement because the, the guys would know the system inside and out. He he had a quarterback that had been there you know forever, and knew the you know, the the offense, you know, you knew who the quarter quarterback was gonna be every Saturday. You knew who the running backs were, you knew who uh the wide receivers were, you know, whereas at FSU is it's just like they're just throwing things against the wall and hoping it sticks. You know, there's no continuity whatsoever. And and I'll get into that too, but you know that's that's the back on the coaches. Um, you know, they are failing to establish an identity. I have no idea why they are doing certain things and, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just things that they don't want to divulge behind the scenes. Maybe it could be, you know, an injury here or there, or just, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but some things just don't make sense, but sometimes, you know, we don't have all the information, um, to know why they're doing what they're doing. But, um, yes, I do. I do believe Fuller has better players. Um, but at the same time the defense You know, if you take out the failure to be in prevent against Jacksonville State, overall looks better coordinated than the offense. At least on defense, you know what you're going to get from the defensive line for the most part. Linebackers are what they are. And the secondary, you know, you know that they're going to make a play and then they're going to give up a play, you know. But more times than not, the players have been in position to make a play. I mean, he can't – Fuller can't go out there and make a tackle for the guys. I mean, if you – going back to Jacksonville State, they had a safety in the end zone. I can't remember who it was coming off the edge, but had, I mean, a straight shot to the quarterback, hit the quarterback, missed the tackle. They wound up scoring on that drive. That's the game. You know, I mean, Fuller – you know he can put him in position. You know he can't make the plays for him. But then again, there are there are a lot of you know uh, blown coverages out there too, or just guys, you know, not being in position sometimes. So, but overall, I think the defense is better coordinated than offense. Um, one more question: Chief Noel asks, "Does Mike have a mentor to consult with in these tough situations?" Um, Mike Novell is a coach that is well respected. Uh, among all, all um, coaches. Um, you know, he has, you know, he came up under um, Todd Graham, you know, over at Arizona State. Um, also has a great relationship with Gus Malzahn. You know, both of those coaches have coached on a power, power five level, you know, especially Malzahn being at Auburn before leaving, or I guess going to uh, Central Florida. You know, he he, he understands what uh, big time football and those expectations are. So I would, I would hope, and I'm sure Mike Novell probably has had some conversations with one or both of those guys, um, regarding the situation, um, at Florida state. But at the same time, I'm not sure if either of them have been in a situation where Mike Novell is in where you had a coach that, um, you know, left the program in a mess. Then they hired a guy that left the program in an even bigger mess, you know, and, you know, so and then you're starting, you know, kind of just, you know, with the, with the odds stacked against you uh, with COVID, um, you know, he's he's been dealt, a, a you know, a tough hand, um, you know, so I'm not sure how much reaching out to those guys can help him. Um, you know, this may be one of those things where he just has to, to learn on the fly, and, um, you know, I'm thinking the only way that they're going to get out of this is to re- recruit themselves out of it. Um, you know, luckily, Travis Hunter, you know, came out and, you know, his own video that he is, you know, firmly committed um, to FSU and not going anywhere. And hopefully, you know, that news will, you know, keep some other key guys that are committed committed to the class, uh, one being A.J. Duffy. They absolutely have to keep those two. A.J. Duffy and Travis Hunter are, are must-haves because when you look at the offense, the problem is they do not have a quarterback. Jordan Travis, I love him. He's not a quarterback. Even if he were a quarterback, he can't stay healthy to play quarterback. Mackenzie Milton hadn't played in three years. Um, it looks like it. You know, he's, you know, obviously missed a lot of practice is showing up when he's in the game. Um, You know, and and he has his own limitations as well uh, when it comes to um, just physical talent. Um, You know, so hopefully, you know, you you got Trevor Purdy out there. You know, I even wrote um, uh, after the game, you know, it may be it may be time to. To see what you have on Chuba Purdy, because you know Milton's not going to be here next year. Like I said, I don't Jordan Travis isn't, isn't a quarterback. Uh, he can make plays here and there, but when it comes to depending on him to be available every week, you know that's eh, that doesn't seem to be um, smart to do because every every week, you know, he has to go out. I mean, I, I, I'm sure you know he would love to play, and it's not his fault that he can't stay healthy. But it's just the reality of of the the situation but um Mike Novell Mike Novell is in a man he's he's coaching for his job I mean you cannot fire him right now so everybody calling you know for him to be fired you know just just stop it it's not going to happen um if you if you were to fire him who would you who would you replace him with what coach would want to come here to FSU knowing that you fired Willie Taggart uh, before he was two years into his tenure. And then the same thing with Mike Norville. Not to mention um, the situation with the athletic director and David Coburn and, you know, however that's going to shake out. Um, and then when you look at recruiting, you see what those transitional classes um, in 2000 and, uh, I guess, 2020 and then um and then 2018 under uh, when Willie Taggart took over I mean, with the early signing period, I mean, you're just asking for the hole to be deeper than what it is, not to mention what it will cost to pay the buyout. Um, you know, you just, you just in this situation, you're going to have to ride it out if you're Florida state. And hopefully uh, Mike Norvell, you know, he's going, he's got some decisions to make. I mean, he, you know, if things don't get better, he either has to take over offensive play, calling duties from Kenny Dillingham. Um, Like, that's the first thing I would do if I were Mike Novell. I would take over, play calling duties. Adam Fuller, like I said, you know, the, the defense is not good by any means, but they have played well enough to win two of the three games and, and even, even Saturday's game of Wake Forest, I mean, you're in the game, you know, but then it's like, you know, turn them all over, turn them all over. And, and, and I'll go into now what I'm talking about as far as just the mentality of the team, I can give you an example. So whenever I was playing college baseball, you know, I played center field. So I had a, a good kind of a view of, you know, seeing things as, as they unfold. Right. And I don't know how familiar you are with, with college baseball, but you have your your weekday starters. Those are you guys that, you know, they're OK. They're not your best pitchers. But, you know, but neither are you playing the best teams during the week. You know, obviously, when you're a conference play, you're playing on the weekends and usually you'll play um, three games on, on, um, between Saturday and Sunday. And Usually it would be um, a doubleheader on Saturday and then a single game on Sunday. So your weekend starters are your, your best pitchers that you have to offer, you know, and when I was in college, my first two, three years there, we had, you know, some decent talent and guys were good enough to win games, but then it just came down to, um, you know, doing, you know, situational, um, things, whether it's, um, turning a double play, uh, when you got the ground ball that you needed, uh, whether it was, you know, um, getting a key hit with two outs with a runner and scoring position, those sort of things. Um, you were in games, but you know, we, we just didn't have the overall talent to just overwhelm. You know, you wouldn't have pitchers that would just, you know, we didn't have three pitchers on the weekend that was blow guys away. And you know, you, you knew you could score three runs and you would win the game. You know, it wasn't that way. Um, but we, we were competitive, right. But going into my senior year, um, one of uh one of our our ace pitcher really um transferred um to a division 1 school um Radford uh in Virginia and we only had one other pitcher on the weekends that you know whenever he took the mound you like hmm we might have a shot to win today you know he he you know he's he's decent you know but the other two guys on the weekends we had absolutely no shot and we as a team, we knew it, you know, when I was in center field, I could see, you know, when that, when that 85 mile an hour flat fastball was right down the middle and watch it just get crushed in the gap or just crushed over the wall, you know, I could see it unfolding, Um, you know, or, you know, if we were in a key spot uh, up offensively, let's say you got runners on second and third with one out, you know, it's kind of like watching FSU baseball the past year. You know, you, <laughs> you know, all you needed was a a fly ball or you know a ground ground ball backside to to score a run, and then two the next two guys were struck out and the inning was over. You know, and whenever you get whenever you get in that situation as a team, it is very easy to begin going through the motions. You know, and I I fear that, you know, that's what's going to happen here with um, FSU football Um, whenever, especially when you when you've kind of put in a lot of work like they did. It seems like they did prior to the Notre Dame game. When you put in that amount of work and you still come up short, you know, that's that's really uh, deflating as a as a player, you know, and it, it takes a special player to 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 be mentally strong and you know then you kind of have to decide what your why is you know my why you know it really didn't you know us sucking didn't really affect me my my why was hey um you know obviously I got a scholarship I I need to keep the scholarship so I can you know graduate and not only that I had a shot to play you know pro ball and so you know that was my dream to always you know get drafted you know go sign with the team you know play pro ball yada 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 you know so and you have some guys on this team that have, you know, have that aspiration, you know, Jermaine Johnson, you know, probably has pro potential. Um, And there might be a couple of other guys that have pro potential. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll continue to, to play hard and, and, um, and try to meet those goals. But those guys, I have no shot of, of, of going pro. It is really easy to just go out there and, you know, just not care you know, for, for lack of a better term, you know, huh, we're going to lose anyway. You know, I'm not going to give everything I have. Why Why am I going to risk getting hurt out here in this physical game when we have no shot of winning? Why am I going to give everything I have on defense when the offense has given me no inclination that they will be able to score today? You know, that's, that's what you're going to be dealing with um I saw it I saw it on our on my baseball team you know we would go out there um at practice and guys would just be you know my coach would say lollygagging and you know as one of the leaders on the team I wasn't a, I wasn't a rah-rah guy but you know I was always leading by example and kind of you know it's kind of funny a lot of the things that happen with FSU football with you know guys you know kind of making jokes of other guys because they were working hard um at practice, you know, kind of happened, you know, on our team, you know, you had a, you know, a few guys that were talented and, you know, continued to work because they had goals they were trying to meet. And then you had other guys that were average or below average players. And, you know, they were out there, you know, half assing it and making jokes like why are you running so hard on these sprints, you know, or why are you here taking back and practice early? We're going to lose anyway. Um, you know, just that sentiment. And I would not be surprised if that does not start, if it hasn't already, start creeping in um, with these players. And so, Mike Norvell has a decision or decisions to make uh, moving forward um, as to how he's going to handle these things. Um, number one, he and, and as many of you have, have have pointed out, you know, and I've said this even before the Wake Forest game, they have to decide on a quarterback. All of this, and it and it drove me crazy after the game Mike Novell continued to uh, double down on them playing you know two quarterbacks and I'm just like I have that's one of those things where I just have no idea why why is that the case um you know like I said you know put put Purdy out there um and and you know and see what he can do at least and if he gets hurt then you know then you got Rotomaker but you know you're losing anyway you know, you're losing anyway. You gotta establish some type of identity. Um, the running backs have been, you know, pretty good aside from Corbin fumbling the ball against Wake Forest. Those guys those you know, that's been your two best options on offense and the last two games, I don't think they have thirty carries combined. If so, it's barely over thirty carries. Why is that the case? Um when whenever they do run the ball, you know, they they do or have had some success obviously the wide receivers you know and I wrote about this on Twitter the other day and it just I was watching some of the games earlier and it just frustrated me to no end to watch other teams have wide receivers that just went up and aggressively you know when they when they went up for a ball you know that's my ball you know that that's the mentality they have our wide receivers I think it was Ontario Wilson, you know, um, you know he had a guy beat and the ball, the ball kind of hung up there a little bit and the defender probably did. It probably was OPI, but at the same time, you looked at Wake Forest, you know, and those guys were making contested catches. You know, they never dropped the ball. And you were like, why can't our guys do that? You know, instead of begging for a flag, go up and catch the damn ball. Instead of looking for a flag. You know, and it's just... Um, it was just frustrating, man, um, to to watch those other teams have wide receivers, who who rankings wise, or you know, or nowhere near, you know, some of the the guys that FSU had, has on their roster. But when it comes down to making a play, those guys are making the plays, and FSU FSU's players or not, you know, who's to blame for that? Is it Dugans? <sighs> I mean, he's been here for a few years, and wide receiver play hadn't gotten any better, really. I mean, our guys route running is terrible. You know, they can't catch. They're not aggressive. Blocking-wise, a couple guys will block. You know, a couple guys will block, but they're just soft. You know, they're not physical. Um, You know, I, I don't know, man. Um, then the tight ends are, you know, Cameron McDonald has been, you know, invisible aside from a couple plays this year. Um, You know, it's just uh, they just need to choose a quarterback, run the ball. I know the offensive line has injuries, but they still should at least try to run the ball. You know, and if your identity is going to be run the ball and then try shot plays down the field, then make sure it's a guy that you're that can win a one-on-one or at least be open, you know, throwing deep dead to, I love Keyshawn Hilton, but he is not who you should be throwing deep to, you know, that should be, you know, Malik McLean, you know, I mean, God, he's six four and he runs like a deer, um, you know, throw it up to him and see if he can win a one-on-one-on-one. The other guys are, you know, they're just not going to do it. Um, defensively, you know, I, like I said, I feel like you, you feel like you have some sort of identity. Um, it's just getting, it's just getting the players, you know, getting the players you need, um, you know, at linebacker and um, at, you know, at secondary, I would, I would be in favor of taking Jerry and Jones out of the lineup, you know, take him out, put a young guy in there, see what he can do now. One reason why the coaches probably haven't done that is you just play three games, right? You got a whole long season to go. If you, if you take um, Jones out and then you put in a young guy, and let's say the young guy gets hurt, then you got to go back to Jones. What do you think you're going to get at that point with the with the entire season remaining? You know, so th- those coaches have. It's not as simple as just you know taking a guy out putting a guy in so there is a more nuance to it than you know just putting in guys and you all that good stuff um you you do have to kind of sort of try to keep you know the locker room together so to speak so I understand that part but at the same time you got to find ways to get some different guys in there to give them an opportunity to see what they can do I mean you know that's that's just it you know that's just it at the end of the day. Um, but it is a um it's a tough spot for Mike Noville, man. Um, you know, Louisville's coming up, you know. Louisville did not look impressive at all in their opening game, you know, n- neither their second game either. Um, you know, they they had a, a, a nice, you know, kind of come from behind win against UCF. I think they came from behind. I didn't really watch all of that game, but I saw they won. And um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come to um Dope Campbell Stadium fire it up you know, they're, um, what two on one on the season, you know, they absolutely rolled FSU last year. You know, they probably could have scored 60 or 70 if they wanted to. And, you know, it is, um, a very good chance that FSU can begin the season Oh and four. And, um, you know, if we don't see any improvement, in the game next week, then I guess we'll be here having the same conversation again, you know. And then I guess that goes back to um, the definition of insanity, um, <laughs> you know, doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting different results. But um, you know, it's um it's tough being an FSU fan. I tell you, man, I really, really thought long and hard about if <laughs> if I wanted to continue putting the time into, um, writing about this team, um, and, and doing this podcast, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, I figured I would, I'm, I probably would still be keeping up with the team and it's, it's, um, being a part of something that's, um, at the bottom and then, you know, coming back up to the top has an allure to it as well. I remember when, when the team sucked in, um, 2009 and, you know, And, you know, we saw how the improvements came and ultimately ultimately that led to a national championship. And so, um, you know, I was like, well, yeah, we'll go ahead and keep this thing going and and see what happens. But hopefully we'll see some improvements. And um, but Mike Novell's coaching for his job um, after 2022, that's for sure. Um, But really appreciate you guys um, tuning in. uh, First time listeners. Um, Thank you. Returning listeners. Thank you as well. Um, be sure to, um, you know, follow us on Twitter um, at KH Chop Chat um, at Chop Chat underscore, and then at Built for Playmakers on Twitter. Um, again, um, feel free to um, submit any questions you may have as we go throughout the week. I'm sure um, the press conferences uh, will be um, something worth checking out. And I look forward to um, checking in with you guys in a few days. Thanks. And good Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V.